Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast here at Modex 2020 in Atlanta. It is day four, and we are doing our first interview of the day here. Uh, we have Boss Van Steenoven, who is the Global Director of Marketing for Quadient uh, here. Uh, they just rebranded from Neopost, and now they are Quadient, and we were discussing how to pronounce it correctly, yeah. so it's Quadient, right? Yes. All right. So, Boss, welcome to uh, the booth. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you for coming over. How are you doing? Yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah. It's been really a great show so far. Right. Uh, a lot of traction, a lot of people visiting us. So, yeah, it's been great so far. Thanks. Very good. So, so Quadient does uh, automated packaging solutions. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about Quadient and what uh, some of your offerings are? Yep. So, Quadient, formerly known as Neopost, is a French stock-listed company. Okay. And we have operations all over the globe. Um, our history is really in the traditional mail industry mm-hmm. with uh, franking machines and uh, envelope filling machines. Okay. And in 2013, mm-hmm. we were really thinking about, okay, uh, what is a potential interesting market for us to um, you know, go into? Right. And uh, we started working on technology to make boxes fit to the size of an item okay. because a lot of our engineers were getting frustrated about these oversized packages that you get when you order something online mm-hmm. with all this plastic bubble wrap inside and um, you know you order something small and you get something big right yeah all the dead space right exactly so um, out in 2013 um, we brought a first system to the market an mm-hmm. automated packaging solution um, that is cutting Creasing corrugated in the right size okay. automatically, right. wrapping it around an order, uh, and creating a box without any void inside. Okay, very interesting. So, so now you've been primarily in, I guess, the European market, right? So now you're kind of really making the push, especially with Modex yep. here, to come into the U.S. market. So tell us, tell us about how that's going, and uh, tell us, you know, what the kind of potential customer reaction has been here at Modex. Yep. So. Um, out in 2016, we did already first installations in the mm. United States, okay. and um, what we noticed is that uh, if you compare it to Europe, your your volumes that, that typical e-commerce players and retailers ship out are really even much bigger than uh, uh, typically is done in Europe. Interesting. So yeah. the opportunity for us is really, really large. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that, we noticed that when we enter warehouses, you see a lot of manual packing operations. Right where in Europe there was already some automation mm-hmm. going on. 
but here it's really um, besides the fact that the automation rate is um, still rather low right. we also see in those warehouses really that they are having a, a hard time finding enough people mm. to grow with the rapid pace that e-commerce is growing oh yeah and especially in in peak time you know it's, mm -hmm. it's hardly doable to get uh, the right amount of packers uh, in the warehouses right so ever since we started installing these units uh, in the United States, we, we really see that, that it's helping uh, our customers, you know, uh, supporting this big growth that they are um, uh, going through. Mm. And um, every packaging solution that you install can replace approximately 10 to 15 manual packing stations. So um, oh, wow. that's really, um, well, that's big. A great help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So. So now, as we bring it to the U.S. market, and obviously, I guess it makes sense that you know our e-commerce orders are a little bigger because we're always, I guess, a little excessive at times. Right? Sorry, I, I, I won't comment on that. But <laughs> no problem, no problem. I'm, a, I'm very self-aware. So, okay, okay. You. <laughs> so you know, as we bring it over, and you know, I've seen I've seen some of these in action. I've seen the the videos too of yours, and I'm going to yep. be by the booth later. Um, but you know, I think it's really interesting because it does actually probably create less waste too, yep, right? So, absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about how, you know, kind of how maybe the impact on the environment is a little better as well. Yep. So there are two main savings. One is, mm -hmm. of course, if you create a smaller box, you need less right. corrugate. Mm -hmm. uh, and on top of that, all this plastic or paper or bubble wrap or void fill is not needed anymore. Right. So on those two sides, there is, uh, of course, an impact. But what is maybe more important is that we saw with all customers around the globe is that the actual volume of each parcel mm -hmm. can be reduced to approximately 50%. Right. So there is typically in an e-commerce order there is 50% uh, of air and 50% of product. Right. Now if you push all those boxes into a truck you can imagine that you need well only half the trucks. Right. So uh, we really have customers that you know used to have 10 truckloads a day and it went down to five or six truckloads. Mm -hmm. So the impact on the environment there is also really significant right. and if you really strip it down to the end delivery at the end customer mm -hmm. you know the lorries that deliver the, the product at your doorstep they also can you know fill up their trucks with uh, with more parcels right. uh, in every delivery mm. so that's so really good yeah because you're you're reducing i guess the overall fuel cost and then you're reducing the actual packaging use so so it's yep. kind of across the board and then of course you know what businesses want to hear is you're also saving money too because you're yep, spending less on absolutely. trucks. Yeah. But I think one of the first customers we had in the United States was uh, Backcountry. Yeah. They ship a lot of uh, outdoor products right. to people who really mm. you know, embrace and uh, uh, they like nature and they, yeah. they have um, uh, really a warm heart to the environment. And, mm -hmm. and one of the main goals for these guys was really to reduce packaging material and to basically reduce the carbon footprint of the company. So. Mm -hmm. um, they looked at this solution, uh, they came over to Europe, they saw it in action, and they said, you know, we'll just buy two to start with. Right. Right. So um, it's really helping them. Yeah. Interesting stuff. So so now why, why do you think that, uh, you know, moving from these manual pack stations like we talked about before um, to moving to automated packaging, why do you think it's such an important thing for the operation and, you know, what kind of, I guess, cost savings and overall efficiency improvements are being seen um, for the customers that you've already implemented. Into. Yep. So, 
To start with, uh, I think labor savings are, are mm. one of the biggest drivers for the return on investment. Right. Um, we have two solutions out on the market. One is called CVP Impact, which runs at a rate of um, 500 boxes an hour. Okay. And we recently created a, a new system, which is called CVP Everest, and that can go mm -hmm. up to 1,100 parcels per hour. Wow. And there you can save with one solution, uh, mm -hmm. well, 20 to 25 packing stations uh, that, that are used uh, by manual packers. Mm -hmm. So labor savings is, is really a big driver behind the uh, return on investment. Mm -hmm. On top of that, we have the material savings. Right. Uh, all the void fill that you put in a box is like um, five to 10 cents per box that you can just uh, leave yeah. out. Um, then the third element, which is really important in the United States, is that uh, a lot of customers are affected by the dim weight charges uh, mm -hmm. with uh, FedEx and UPS. Right. So every time you reduce the dimensions of a box, uh, you will save on save shipping and, and, and freight cost. So we have one installation, for instance, at a customer, and he does rate shopping, and he's really checking, okay, where is this parcel going to? Right. And what is the weight and what is the dimension? And then based on, on um, shipping software or, or uh, multi-carrier selection software, mm -hmm. they pick the right carrier, mm -hmm. and they save $1 for each box they ship on freight cost. Wow. Now, if you produce five, six thousand boxes per day, five, then it's six thousand dollars a day. A yeah. lot of money that yeah, is um, yeah. getting back. Wow, that's a lot. So that's huge, huge impact, definitely on the operation and the yep. business overall in terms of savings yep. uh, on many fronts. So, talk to us a little bit about you know the the packaging material that's actually being used now, and you know you talk about taking out some of the void fill and bubble and everything like that. Yep. So, so is it still is the product still? Uh, protected? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, what we see is that, um, uh, so, first off, we make a standard American style corrugated box. Okay. Right? There is, you can't barely tell the difference. It's yeah. the same cardboard material. Mm -hmm. um, so, that's, that's first off the same. Yeah. Um, secondly, what we see is in a lot of these big boxes today, there is some void fill in there. Right. But most boxes are not completely filled up, right? There is always some, 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 yeah, some air around. and yeah. some, some room to maneuver. Yeah. And that can potentially cause damage. And mm -hmm. if a product is really, let's say, uh, in a fit-to-size box, the chance that it will damage is, is really a lot less than if you have a large box with void fill, mm. but still some void in there. Right. So, of course, if you would ship, uh, we have customers shipping wine bottles and, and mm. glass items. They do some extra protection on that, okay. uh, which I think is a wise thing to do. Right. But a lot of these e-commerce orders, they just have a primary packaging which is already good enough uh, to protect the items inside. Right. And then we add one extra layer to make sure that the product doesn't get, you know, uh, scratched or dirty or uh, mm. slightly damaged. Okay. So now the um, when you talk about the wine bottles, for example, yep. now the extra protection is that something that's done manually, or that's something that's included in the automated packaging? So. Um, in the current setup, you have to right. do that manually, but okay. uh, those customers, they typically uh, do that in a pre-processing step somewhere else. Right. So, um, But it's not something we offer as an automatic, let's say, uh, extra step in the process. Okay. And that is because the application uh, that our solution can pack is so wide. I mean, we mm -hmm. pack spare parts, uh, office supplies, mm -hmm. um, pharmaceuticals, um, Wine bottles. Yeah. Plus, uh, you know, if you look at the, the order portfolio of um, big e-commerce players, um, they, you know, they have all products you can imagine. Right. And our system is packing all of those. Okay, interesting. So, so now, what about uh, in terms of? So you mentioned you're making a standard corrugated box, right? And, yep. Um, so, what kind of 
I guess variability do you have there? Can you change the box a little bit, or does, can you put branding on the packaging as yep. well? Yeah. So um, of course you can put branding on the packaging. Right. Um, a lot of our customers do that. Yeah. Um, it's more like a, a pattern that you put on like a gift wrapping paper, okay. because it's every individual box mm-hmm. is cut to the size of the order. There okay. is not a single box exactly the same. So it's not like we have kind of um, um, that we're not feeding different types and wrapping those around but really right. each and every box is uh, is cut to the size of the order okay um, with our new CPP Everest system mm-hmm. we do it slightly different we don't make an American style box but we make a bottom part of the box without a lid and then we apply okay. a lid in a second step mm-hmm. and of course you can even make more combinations there applying um, different corrugate on the bottom with a different brand than the lid so it's really also, I mean, we didn't really discuss about the end customer. Right. Because if you also talk about return on investment, you know, mm-hmm. there are things that you can monetize and that are really, you know, you can calculate what your return will be. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think people who receive boxes from e-commerce companies, they, they get a, a box at their doorstep and that is right. the only physical, let's say, element that they see um, once they open up a box. You know, yeah, you I can guess buy that's you the can, only you physical can, aspect of the shopping experience. Yeah, yeah. You, you can buy a coffee machine everywhere, right? But, right? but how it's being packed is the only thing that you really see yeah. different. And we see more and more that customers are fed up with uh, you know their garage full of a pile with these big boxes and and all this <laughs> bubble wrap flying around. Right, and, yeah. You know, my kids love to you know empty all these uh, air bags uh, oh, yeah, one by one and pop yeah, yeah pop the bubbles. <laughs> that's not really what what people want anymore. Right. And on top of that. Uh, I think more and more con- uh, countries, they don't like plastic anymore. Huh? There is right. really a, a ban on plastic, so mm-hmm. we have to simply get rid of all that. Right, and I think that's uh, best for us, too, as humans as well. So, Absolutely. You know, right. Um, so now what about in terms of, uh, so how does it actually determine the size of the box that's needed? Yeah, so our solution um, starts with an operator position where the mm-hmm. operator needs to identify, okay, where is this order going to ship to? Mm-hmm. So if it would be your order, Kevin, we would scan a packing slip and then right. the system will tell, okay, this coffee machine uh, should go to Kevin. Mm-hmm. And then in the second step, the order, or this in this case, the coffee machine will go through a 3D scanner, okay. determining the dimensions of the item. Mm-hmm. Because we know um, if we would grab that information, for instance, from a WMS system, mm-hmm. Um, some of the data might be wrong. Right. Um, also, for instance, if you would package a, a belt or a tube or a hose, you know, mm-hmm. those dimensions are typically when it's not rolled up, you know, as a yeah, small bundle. <laughs> all different kinds of forms. Yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. we, we really uh, measure the dimensions of the products as they are going to be packed. Mm-hmm. Also, when you want to pack multi items right. stacked on top of each other. Uh, hard goods, soft goods, uh, it's all possible, mm-hmm. but we immediately scan the dimensions just to make sure that the box that we wrap around is uh, is fit to the size of those items. Okay, interesting. So I think the fact that you're actually um, doing the 3D scan instead of relying on, like you said, uh, some WMS data, um, I'm sure that helps the implementation go smoother as well. Yes, absolutely. I mean, setting up the system, I mean, we did it here at Modex. Mm-hmm. Uh, we arrived, um, we set up the system in two days uh, okay. mechanically. So yeah. the first box was coming out. Uh, typically, we uh, then um, in a warehouse connected to the WMS of the customer. Right. And we add some sorting and conveying systems uh, mm-hmm. in front of uh, the system and at the back. And then after, let's say, one week, it's all set up to go. 
Yep. Um, so it's it's really, well, I would call it almost a plug and play solution. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good for something like that, and especially for something that's going to have such uh, immediate impact yep. on your operation and your business overall. Yeah. All right. Very interesting stuff. So how can people find out more about uh, Quadrian? Yep. So uh, we have a special website on this solution. Okay. It's um, packagingbyquadient.com. Okay. Um, we have a U.S. version as well, which is us.packagingbyquadient.com, but it's same content, but a little right. bit more adjusted to uh, the U.S. market. Okay. So there is videos on there, um, uh, customer cases, uh, brochures, all that uh, good stuff. All right, great. Thank but you so much. Hopefully, well, uh, people will still be able to uh, come and buy the booth today because, um, well, we have this beautiful machine out there. And I right. um, well, hope you can stop by as well uh, later today, Kevin. Definitely, definitely. We'll definitely uh, post some video of that and pictures as well on newwarehouse.com and some more information as well. So, uh, Bass, thank you so much for uh, stopping by the booth. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.